Welcome along to Scoreline Extra. What a jam-packed weekend of GEA sport we had between the Carlow Senior Football Semi-Finals and the Kilkenny Quarter-Finals. Loads and loads to discuss. We'll have all post-match reaction from that and only a bit of other sports when Joe Sheehan gave us a rundown on all things Greyhounds. We'll kick it off, though, with Carlow Senior Football Championship post-match. Hello, after the league matches in this, you said to me, no one remembers who wins league first round or second round in championship football, but people do remember who wins the semi-final. Pal are into a final. Congratulations on that. Fine second-half performance tonight. Yeah, look, like in fairness, Brendan, um, you know, it takes two to tango and Rafili with 14 men played some unbelievable stuff tonight. Uh, like you look at the Warriors that were out in the pitch, pitch for them, Barry John Malloy, uh, Brian Murphy, or Barry, or Brendan Murphy, Brian sorry, Murphy, sorry, nearly out of breath here. But like it was an epic game. It's a full-blooded contest. It was two attacking sides. Uh, they've been unbelievable champions and we had, to, we had to go to the ends of the earth tonight to make sure we got the, the W. And, you know, the big thing about semi-finals to get to the final because it's actually the worst game of the year to lose because at least if you get to the final you're there for the big dance you're there for you know you're there for the big occasion and look for our young side like I know you, you referred to it before as well Brendan or that you know we were quite a young side so for a lot of lads there the last time Pal were in a county final winning it they were actually nearly mascots so they were like Josh, Josh Egan Josh Egan wasn't even in secondary school at that stage so like look it's it's you know, um, brilliant win, uh, and looking forward to the final. And it's it's great to be able to come here tomorrow to to look to look at the final or the semi final between Tin Ryland and, and Mount Leinster Rangers. I spoke to Pat, the Radville manager, after the Airog match last week, and he said he asked these lads at half time to dig deep, give them everything. They gave them everything, and they got to tonight's semi final. I believe you said to your fellas at half time tonight, "Come on, lads, dig deep, give us everything." You only scored three points in that first half, but it was a complete turnaround in the second. You got some quality scores. Yeah, like look, like in fairness to to, to Radville, they got all the matchups right in the first half and we just came out we got a little burst of a you know five six minutes and it was enough in the end to win the match like we were holding on right to the end and um, you know in fairness to, to Raffili to push the spin of the collar and thank god uh, you know Johnny Murphy blew up the, the whistle at the 34th minute of the second half and uh, you know like yeah the lads you have to be very proud of them you know inside that red and green jersey there's you know proud men and you know uh, I know Joan Fitzharris tonight is uh, she got plenty of mentions on the commentary uh, yeah, yeah. yeah she's, she's, she's in her she's She's having her 80th birthday tonight. Unfortunately, her her grandson won't be able to join her tonight. Uh, he's getting ready for a county final. But uh, uh, apologies on his behalf. Uh, but uh, uh, look, uh, on a serious note, it's great. It's 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 the week of the year. You, you train all year for us to actually to train for the week of a county final and. Uh, we just hope next week, I know, um, that we go and give it our best shot and hopefully that'll be good enough on the day. But when you look at the two sides in the county semi-final playing tomorrow, um, Tin Ryland are, have won every game. You know, they've, I believe they have Paul Broderick back in contention for that match. Like They've been a superb side and Mount Leinster Rangers... <laughs> They win big matches, so they do. Like uh, I can't actually. I think it's three or four years ago since they, they lost a big match, and uh, you know they're they're serious sides trained by you know serious men into their football. So like uh, you know we look forward to it. Uh, just just on a side note, Brendan, uh, just my own club today, St Martin's the Miners. They lost the Minor County Semi Final in the Hurling Kilkenny after extra time. I just like to say the club is very proud of them tonight. They may have lost. But there were some warriors on the field, and I. Uh, and You're obviously disappointed for that, but tonight makes up for that somewhat. But uh, still, at your own club. Exactly, exactly. But look, uh, Brendan, in the county final, uh, I've left Netwatch to Cullen Park a fair few times with the county side, uh, disappointed, and it's it's actually so nice to leave here tonight. Looking forward to a county final. And-
Yeah. You have them in the final now, and still, you're the first man to turn around and say you have nothing won yet, but you have a semi final one. But there's a county final, and Willie was just standing there. It's going to be a unique pairing because last year's county finalists are now out, so it's going to be a new county final. So it's either going to be it's Pallor there, so it's either going to be Palatine Rail and Leinster Rangers. It's a new pairing. I, I actually, I actually see for you, Carlo people, you know all that. <laughs> I actually don't. It's just the next match, and what I do know is whoever we're playing in the county final is going to be a serious, serious side, well coached, well drilled, and uh, you know, looking forward to it and uh, looking forward to being here tomorrow. But like, you know, the county final is going to take on a life of its own. Pal have been in many big games in the past and I've been involved in many big games in the past and really, really looking forward to it. You're enjoying life in Carlo. I see Nicky Parrell, another great Kilkenny man, is on. It's hard to believe we've two Kilkenny men involved with a football team in Carlo. <laughs> it's normally Kilkenny men involved with hurling teams in Carlo, but this is great. Nicky's in Carlo quite a while. You have a good backroom team there. I see Billy Murphy there to an outstanding rugby player and Gaelic footballer. Yeah. Also, you're enjoying life in Carlo, Paddy, but if you win the county final, you'll enjoy it even more. And I can tell you, if you do win it, there'll be a statue outside Bennett Kerry School to you in the Come on weeks, but listen, best wishes next week. Thanks very much, Brendan. Good man, thank you. Pat, you're obviously disappointed. I know football can be a funny all game. You had a great performance last week and you've been very uh, much up front with us win, lose, or draw. Uh, you haven't won tonight. You've gone out. You're a county champions. You were great champions, league champions, great team. You fought till the bitter end tonight, but it just didn't go your way. No, no, there's a few things happened uh, in the game tonight. Um, I have to say, like you know, both teams were excellent out there tonight, and uh, there was a great hunger from both sides, and uh, it was going to come down to a, a knife edge. Unfortunately, um, we got a player sent off, like you know, and uh, that has a, an impact on it. But apart from that, like you know, we had ample opportunities, you know, and our decision making, uh, really and truly, should have been better, and it wasn't. And that's really it's not about the, the player being sent off or any of that sort of stuff. Oh, things didn't go right at the things times you wanted right them to go right. Things didn't go right at the times yeah. they wanted them yeah. to go right. And, uh, and that's it. Now, the battle absolutely tooth and nail, like, you know. And, uh, and that's why we're champions, you know. And just because uh, we lose a match, like, we're not going to be a bad team. No, it's tomorrow. not the end of the world. Not at all, you know. And uh, you win and you lose. And uh, Palatine have a, a great hunger for the game. They're, they're, they're very well organised uh, we matched them uh, pound for pound and uh, I have to say like um, it was an incredible game of ball second half in particular Pat absolutely like you know and would you agree first half was a little bit of a stalemate it but was, the manager yeah, yeah. people cancelled out one another absolutely everything was uh, being nullified you know it opened up in the second half then and I suppose the start that Pal got you know uh, in itself you know makes a statement they know. scored more in the first few minutes than they did in all of the first half 100% you yeah. know and uh, that's just something that when uh, when, the, when the team gets away on you you know And but I have to say like uh, we answered everything and uh, young Brandon's goal like you know against the head when we really really needed someone to step he's up he's a great like, ball poacher isn't he ah uh, look at he is you know and uh, look at at the end of the day as far as I'm concerned you know all that happened was we lost by a point to a very, 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 very good team, and we and, and our endeavour was superb, both against a rogue and Pal, and I've no doubt like that it, it will put Pal into a very, very strong position going forward, with the knowledge that they got over Ratfilly 
in a helter-skelter game. In a second half in particular, as I said. And Pat, the one thing you said to me last week, and you always said to me to your credit, you're a big believer for all GA clubs. And I said to a lot of people, I wish they would go to Pat Rainwood because you're a big believer in giving young players a chance. Like Derek Hearn last year, 17, winning a county title. He plays full-back for Redville. He's not out of place. He's only 18 years of age. Uh, young Deering at wing half-back. Connor is there. You have a very, very young team blended in with the Brendans and the Brains of this world. I know Brain was a big loss when he went off and that you missed him for freeze Absolutely. at the end. That was another little thing. But yeah. you've, you've brought in a lot of young players in Radville and going forward for the club, that's a massive positive. It is. And young young Luke was superb. Yeah, young Coleman, yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And uh, there's two or three more in the, on the horizon. They're all there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and they're all part of the system and they're all getting to play football, getting to understand what's going on at senior level, you know. And uh, all of that is good. And at the end of the day, like, you know, you get your hand up or you don't get it up. All you do is reset and start, dust yourself down and go back ahead again. Yeah, you said that last week, if you're knocked down on your backside, you get back up and you're knocked down a bit tonight, but you'll be back up, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, Radville, he'll be back. Yeah, so at the end of the day, like there's things that um, individually like the boys will, will address. If they want to be elite, those things they have to address. Collectively, they'll have to come together and address those things as well. While they are much of the road, down the road, to elite level, there's a little bit to go. There is a little bit to go, like, and there's no doubt, like, that um, the loss of Brian Murphy. Aye, the big loss. It was a massive loss. footballer the year last year. Yeah, you know, and uh, he was getting into real good form, you know. Got a great goal. Scored a super goal, like, you know, and what a captain and what a leader. And I suppose uh, I've got to know him as a player, both on and off the field. And he's an incredible person. Like he's an incredible guy. Always like. has been. Yes, and he's you know he's a credit to parents and everything. Just a few of the lads shaking hands with you here, Patrick. Yeah, we have to say it. we have to. That's what we do when yeah. uh, after contest. That's what we do. You know, we shake hands and we wish them well. You know. Yeah, going forward, there's lives yeah. to live as well outside of football. But you, you've come on a good road. You got to a semi-final. You were great county champions, or league champions, and introduced a lot of great young players. There's a great tradition in Radville, and there's a proud parish and a proud club. And I'm sure they'll, they'll bounce back because good teams don't disappear overnight. Not at all. And I mean, at the end of the day, like. Uh, you have to hurt it has to hurt like and it is hurting there's boys in there like and uh, emotions are I could see that yeah are, are, are spilling over like and yeah. that's that's um, their passion their love for the game like you know and their investment of time effort into the game you know and when it doesn't work out like at the end of the day they know that they've given everything but it still hurts it certainly does. Well, listen, just uh, on behalf of everybody, Kessler, you've always been up front with us, win, lose, or draw. Thank you very much for talking to us uh, in all the times through the championship this year, and I wish you well going forward, both in GAA and with the boxing. I look forward to talking to you again. Lovely stuff. Come on, Pat. Thanks very much, man. Appreciate that. Thanks a million. Lovely. Thanks for that. Thank you. No Thanks. to 58 <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, two years with Ryland, you've guided them to a county final okay as I said the Pat O'Flynn Pal last night Notting won yet but you have to be complimented because it was a difficult first half but in fairness you're a man that sticks by your plan you made the changes and you got the result yeah I suppose look two things I'd say look the expected score there off the laptop was saying 3.5 to 3 to us at half time we'd shot really badly we've actually shot above expected score in every game this year which wouldn't have been like us in days gone by marginally I should say 
Um, we were well below at half time, but I kind of I said look, it was a point to, point to no score in 27 minutes. You wouldn't be bleeding fair into maybe panel next week. But we'd actually got shots off on most of the phases. They just dropped short and low phases. And, and the other thing I'd say, you know, there's I think there may be an illusion in the north of the county. The Rangers will sort of turn up and play ball and kick long ball in. I would say they're as organised a team as there is in the championship, and they definitely their homework on us. They definitely snuffed out. Um, stuffed out the key threats they're moving across the line was like a premiership soccer team but it is hard to keep that up for 60 minutes and we came in here at half time we said lads we're exactly where we thought we'd be around level at half time we were an expected score we played into a huge win much more significant than now weather.com was telling me uh, whatever way it's blowing through the stands and we came out and look we had worked on the kickouts, a bit lucky, but look, I suppose yeah, we, we, we the foundations there that we had work on the kickouts, got a bit of luck, turned the game, and from there, look, it was. I was just thinking one of the interviews after I think it was your second match, you were saying you weren't having a go at us in Casey Lord, which said people in general weren't overly happy with Tinrailan, and you were saying about you don't open up the Red Sea and give away possession. I was looking forward to interviewing you if you didn't score in the second <laughs> half, <laughs> but you did, and listen, you made changes, and tactically, there were great changes. I and mean, we all know that Paul Broderick is an elite player, he got one three, he created a second goal for Paddy you know you brought on Murphy at full back and you brought on Keane you had a bit of ammunition there Stephen to be fair yeah well look I suppose I'm around this game a long time and I suppose probably something I would have learned from Kevin Walsh and Declan Bonner it's about what team do you want to finish with you know that was something I got an education on in 2018 working with Kevin and you know, I remember Ian Burke and Sean Kelly being left off against Mayo and me thinking he lost the plot and then who's, who, scored, who, who gave the assist the secondary assist for the goal injury time yeah. you know obviously look Keane was sick at the start of the championship that's why he didn't feature Paul's been injured all year Barry just had an incredible game against Air Og. We brought John back into Manmark, Jamie Clark in the last game. But we said, listen, we beat Air Og with this team. Let's put out the same team again. Bar Paddy Regan was back from the Gwale talk for teaching. But I suppose you probably said the man there, and I suppose he probably deserves a mention because I was only laughing with Paul a few weeks ago. Willie with the, Willie Quillen with the best intentions in the world. He came on in 40 minutes against Air Og. Ah, Paul should be good for three or four points. I says, that's the story of Paul's life. That, that'd be nine or 12 points over 60 minutes. That'd be some going. But he actually, he, he, he did Willie's proportions today. And listen, every, the, uh, I suppose, look, there's, there's a lot of older boys in that dressing room. Been in a lot of losing days, very few semi finals, one final. And I suppose, I think lads expect Paul and Shane and these boys to pull rabbits out of hats every game. Like, obviously, Paul did on the biggest stage in Carlos last 70 years, and he's, people expect it every day, but he came in there today and he did it. So, I suppose, from a personal point, you're delighted for all of them. But I think Paul in particular, it's, long, it's a long story there. We're always asked about him. I suppose you, we, we'll get the stats there. You have the ball. Yeah, it's remar- it's it was a remarkable second yeah, half by him. He's remarkably still playing football. It's remarkable considering the injuries he's had. Well, look, he's, he's I think physically he's half a broken man, but you wouldn't t- you wouldn't know it when he gets the ball and he runs because he's still outrunning. The, he's still the fastest sprinter on the team. So listen, um, as I say, with that wind behind us, them chasing the game, we wouldn't normally launch those long balls. But we figured, you know what, send them in there, boys. Like if Paul wins one, chances are it's a goal. And if memory serves you correctly, did he, did he set one up? Yeah, he set a paddy. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 1950 since Pal played in Ryland in the county final. Their neighbours at St. Parishes, the whole shebang. <laughs> it couldn't get more local, Stephen. I don't know whether you were here last night, but uh, Palatine are in the final on merit. You're in it on merit. And we can look forward to it next week. So, in fairness, you've guided them to a county final. And regardless of the first half today, you're here to train a team to win a match. You've done it. So, well done on that. Yeah, I listen. I mean, I only learned the history of the culture here. Like, and some days you're over them to the Ryland and sort of sisters, uh, sisters of Pal players there. So, listen, obviously, I, I'm only getting the grips with it, but it's the dream final. 
and I think I heard it, heard it compared to Celtic and Rangers potentially four weeks ago. Obviously, I think it's a much more amicable rivalry than that. But listen, yeah, as opposed to the outsider, it is the dream. You said 50 or 1950. Yeah. I'm doing the, the odds on our championship odds. It actually was a 100 to 1 bet. And it's 1981 since St. Ryland won the senior championship. Oh, look, it's a long time, and those boys are those boys are well aware of it. A lot of the older boys are well aware of it. I suppose it's, it's, uh, it's probably a unique club and between working in schools and a few clubs around and it's probably unique in the sense that there's a huge expectation because they were the big dogs back in the day and there's the expectation even if really Do you believe in tradition in GA? You do? A lot of people do uh-huh. Do you believe in tradition? A lot of people in this part of the world believe in tradition in relation to GA clubs No, I believe I believe have great tradition. I believe in science <laughs> <laughs> Well listen, whatever you believe in you believed in a win today Stephen and you did it and uh, as always, thanks for being up front having a chat and we look forward to seeing you next week and in the build up to the county final next Sunday Well done to Ryland. Brilliant, thanks very much Brilliant. Brandon Thanks Good man, thanks for that. What a final we have on the horizon. New county champions will definitely be crowned. Who will be crowned Kilkenny Senior Hurling Champions though? Here's some post-match reaction from the games at the weekend. Shane, well done. Uh, you're into a, a semi-final now. Hard earned. Uh, Comer gave it every there today, but she proved to be the stronger team in the end and got out by three. Yeah, look, Championship days are, are, are there for winning, so we mind have laid our best day today. Certain lads stood up, like say Josh there and Luby. Uh, were excellent in the backs. We're usually be looking at maybe young Tommy and Paul, but the boys were all in by stood up today, so it was great. Happy with your own performance, 12 points. You're keeping a good average this year, you're doing well, and did a lot of covering from the back and worked it well. But as a team, you distributed the ball very well. Finishes, no goals, of course, but you don't need them if you win the match. But uh, you'd like to get one or two, I suppose, in the semi. Two weeks for break, but a great day all around for the parish. Yeah, Jess, we'd love to be getting goals. Look, if you get 10 goals, you go for 10 goals, but sometimes they don't come off. Okay, Sean Boogie on goal, he's an excellent goalie. I think we had two shots on goal there. In the first half, they pull off great saves. I'm um, hoping we get a few in the semi final, we'll be happy, but we'll take the points for now, anyway. What were conditions like? To us, it looked a little bit breezy on pitch pitch level. What was it like down on the pitch? Yeah, very windy. That's why my shots were going wide there. If you're wondering why they're going wide, it was the wind was laying the wind. But no, very breezy. But look, the pitch is in unreal condition. Um, Kevin McGarry. Uh, has the place in, in tip top shape and fairness so we're, we're delighted with that OK and when we always talk about talk about a good team performance Shane you've mentioned a few of the lads there Josh and Jared in the corner back positions really held their own today and, and Comer Camachi always were going to Camachi but she dealt with them fairly very well in the end and there was one or two decisions either way on the, on the field which swings and roundabouts in the end I think it all balanced out No it does yeah look you'd be often giving out to the referee over. it's only if you don't get the free you give out to the referee but look there was stuff like that goes on in every game uh, no we're delighted just to get over the line look we knew after coming off the league that it's important to get up to that championship pace because the league is a total different level and when we came we didn't get a fright we were expecting it from Comer and it was just to get up to grips with and lucky enough we just stayed two three points near the end and we'd came on like Tommy Dare and Peter Welch uh, that finished the game off for us OK well you did well congratulations we'll see you in the semi-final Shane well done in your own performance Ellie, 12 points today good man yeah thanks a million thanks, man. thanks Shane I'm with Park Milan after Dixborough's convincing victory over Mundavat in the quarter final of the St. Kansas Credit Union Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship Park happy with the performance and the result yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were expecting a big physical battle, and that's exactly what we got. Like we knew, one of had some big players like John Welch and all, and uh, we we're happy, very happy with our performance. We we knew all we had to do today was perform, and that's exactly what we did. The first half, in particular, park where really the damage was done um, for people on looking. Uh, you know, the way you used the ball, that short passing game, is that something that you've spoken about and tried to really kind of improve on as the years gone on? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, we knew he had pace and power, and if he used the ball well enough, we could get into the danger zone, into Andy, into Mark Nolan, into Aidan Nolan, and that, like, they, they're, they're unbelievable with the ball. You know, Andy, I don't know why he scored today, but he's just every time the ball went in, it's nearly like he's going to score, and that's an amazing t- asset to have for a team. You know. Yeah, I think it was one thirty in the end for Andy, which is an incredible um, tally. But is that something that you do try to do? Maybe work the ball out to the midfield area, around the half-back line like yourself, or in the midfield, and then release it into the full forward line? Because it seemed to become to a huge advantage, really, in the first half, as I said, and also in the second half towards the end. Yeah, absolutely. We've worked on that. We knew we knew Muldova had the, the, the big players and the centre-back and the wing-back, so we knew we couldn't just launch ball in long into them because we knew that they'd just catch it and, and drive out with it so we knew we had to hit the balls into this, our scoring zones and we did work the ball up very well and it was very sharp so we were very happy with that How have preparations uh, kind of changed or altered in the lead up to this one Park because obviously you were very good in the league unfortunately Shield final defeat but of course championship is completely different do you look at things in any different way or is it just about kind of doing the same things and just maybe do it to a higher intensity level? Oh, yeah, we knew like when championship comes around every year, it's all about the intensity. Really, that's that's the main thing that gets lifted up, you know. Uh, but as far as technically, no, like, you just go for your basics, your first touch, and, and your communication as, as a team is just the basics. Really, is what you focus on, and that's what we did today. So yeah. And Michael Walsh, of course, over you. This is his first year in charge, a man that we know well here at KCLR. Um, what has he kind of implemented, I suppose, from a tackle, but also his own stature within Dixborough? Has that been kind of crucial in the improvement that we've seen this year? Yeah, sure. Mickey's a great club man, and um, he's just he just loves the club, and you know he just he'd do anything for the club, and to have a man like that to to be coaching and driving you on, you know he's pure passion about the club, and that's what kind of drives us on too, and that gives us that extra bit of fire in our belly. And Park, of course, to draw now a City derby against James Stevens coming up in the semi final. Do you kind of have an opportunity to look forward to that, or is it just about complete focus on that next game now? No, absolutely. However, we played in the same final, we didn't really care. Uh, the fact is, it's the village. Obviously, there's an extra bit of kick on it, uh, our local rivals. But no, we, we just can't wait to play whoever we're going to play in the semi final and beat them, hopefully. And for yourself personally, Park, obviously a great year capped off with that um, All Ireland success with the Kilkenny under 20 hurlers. How much are you enjoying your hurling at the moment? Because you seem to be playing with a freedom um, that really looks like you're just loving it. Yeah, absolutely. Like my number one favorite thing is to play with the club, you know, and to win with the club. Um, I do. I suppose I do feel free enough, and I'm happy. Happy out playing with the the club hurlers, especially like the lads playing alongside Ollie Walsh and Buckley and the lads that I've went to games and watched them over the years. So to actually get a chance to play with them is just unbelievable. Well, congratulations today, Park. The best of luck in the semi-finals, and thanks very much for speaking to me. Cheers. Thanks very much. I'm here with Michael Walsh, Dixborough manager, after their convincing victory over Mullinavat in the St. Candice's Credit Union Kilkenny, Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship quarter final. Michael, are you happy with the performance and the result today? It was really good from your team. Yeah, I'm happy with the result. Um, the performance was good at times as well, but it needs to come up another notch, I think, you know. Um, but look at uh, that's for this week now. We have to work and get back and recover and get ready for the big therapy next Sunday. You know, they were very impressive yesterday, James Stevens. I saw them and very, very good team. And, you know, they, they really put the bridge to the sword. So look, at, we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of improvement to do. And hopefully we can get that work done during the week. Where are the areas you feel you need to improve, Michael? Because um, for kind of neutrals like myself, I thought you played very well today. But do you feel as though maybe the start of that second half and Mullinavac come on to you, is that something that you're looking at? Yeah, well, not so, uh, yeah, a little bit. But that's always going to happen. Like, they're, like you know, they're in the quarterfinal. They beat the Lockins last week and they're not there for no reason. So they were always going to come at us. And I suppose what I did like about that is because we suffered a bit in the second half this year, we did come back stronger uh, after it. But um, 
like I'm under no illusions that that uh, you know we did play well today, but we won't we won't get that space next Sunday. Like as I said to you yesterday, the village like have really improved in the last few weeks and they've got the momentum of winning. Now we've got a big win behind us, and we needed that too because quarterfinals haven't been kind to us over the years. So look at we're we're in the semi final. We need to always keep improving and get get up to higher levels. I thought our use of the ball at times is a little bit sloppy as well. Uh, we pride ourselves on trying to do the right thing with the ball. So look at we have to work on all those things. And I was speaking to Park Moylan there and something that he alluded to was maybe that mixture of short game and then going in long to your full forward line. Is that something that you're working on because it was used to huge advantage, it must be said, particularly in the first half where maybe you could argue the damage was done, getting that ball into Andy Gaffney and Mark Nolan in particular and they were causing all sorts of havoc. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, I suppose it's different teams play different ways and you have to set up accordingly. Like We like to do do those sort of things anyway in, in matches, but I'm sure, like as I said to you, the Billies were watching us closely there today so they'll have a plan for that, I'm sure. Um, and, uh, you know, we'd have to come up with something maybe a bit different next week. And, obviously, it is the village now in the semi-final, the City Derby. You've already met them in the league. That game, I presume, it doesn't count for much at this stage when you consider the performance they put in yesterday against the Bridge, as you mentioned. Yeah, it counts for absolutely nothing. And you see how much they've improved uh, over the last few weeks. And I knew they would. They have very, very good players. And, uh, you know, they had a full squad out yesterday. They hadn't got against us. So, like, we're under no illusions that league match will be nothing. And we'd have to play an awful lot better than we did that day to, to come up to, to scratch next week. But uh, we will be ready. We will train hard this week. And we will get ready for it. It's a huge... It's a huge Derby for both teams it's a great week for both sets of supporters and I'm sure it'll be a great game and just before I let you go Michael you were coming into this game with no championship match under your belt you now do have one game um, behind you could that maybe be more important and maybe leave you in better stead heading into the game particularly in your preparations leading up to it I suppose no, no we needed it that last week to me was the most annoying week of, like, of the year you just don't know what to do and you know, it's a shield final and you have to respect it, but like, you know, you just don't know what to do and we were a bit caught with it and it didn't, you know, we didn't, we performed well in the first half again, but we, we fell away badly. Now, Clara are a good team as well and they deserve uh, the credit for, for the way they came back, but it was a nuisance of a game, to be honest. And now, uh, today, we needed a good, good hard test and look, I know the scoreline would suggest otherwise, but you have to earn what you get in Championship Hurling. Well done today, Michael, and thanks very much for speaking to me and the best of luck in the semi-finals. Thanks, Robbie, pleasure. With Ballyhill Shamrock's man Darren Mullen after Dixborough's victory over Mullen Levat today in UPMC Nolan Park. Of course, the Shamrock's game against Clara was called off, um, called off due to a bereavement in the club uh, yesterday. But Darren, I suppose you know, looking ahead to that game now next weekend, you know you're coming off the back of a really good victory and performance over Glenmore. How much are you looking forward to getting out on the pitch? Um, yeah, look, we've had a, a fairly good league campaign, so. Yeah, look, we're just really looking forward to getting out now and playing Clara. We always, we always have a good, tough battle with Clara. So, um, yeah, look, myself and all the lads now, we're just really looking forward to getting out there and playing them. And how much have you enjoyed working under Pat Hoban this year? There seems to be a real sort of freedom to your hurling. Um, that was there, of course, in the past uh, under James O'Connor and, and other managers. But you really played very well, particularly last weekend against Glenmore, as I mentioned. And uh, that sort of kind of silky forward play is coming to the fore. Yeah, Pat, Pat, Jimmy, Niall, the three lads there, they're very good. Um, as you said, they give us a, a nice amount of freedom, um, but a good bit of direction as well. So um, the whole team, I think everyone at the moment is really enjoying the hurling, we're enjoying the training. Um, and I think a lot of that is down to the three boys, yeah. And finally, Darren, is it a bit strange almost, you know, all the other quarterfinals have been played, you're still waiting to play your one, and you know who awaits in the semi-final if you get over the line. Do you think about that at all, or is it just about the next game at hand? Um, no, look, we're just focusing on the next game. Um, look, it was unfortunate the way this weekend happened, and, and I suppose just uh, to acknowledge the Holden family there at this time as well. Um, 
going through a tough time. So, look, we'll just do our, our very best next weekend and hopefully we'll get over that game. Well, Darren, we wish you nothing but the best of luck next weekend. Thanks very much for speaking to us. Yeah, lovely. Thanks for that. And finally, the Greyhound world was rocking on Saturday night. You may have seen it on Virgin Media. You may have been in Shelburne Park. Here's Joe Sheen giving us a rundown. This is the day we've all been waiting for, folks. The 2022 Boyle Sports Irish Greyhound Derby Final takes place tonight and lots of local interest in this one. Very exciting times indeed. Trap 5 in the final, which goes to post at 24 minutes past 9, of course. You can catch all the action live on Virgin Media from 9 o'clock. Trap 5, Barn Warrior, owned by the Whatever You Like Syndicate and trained by Jennifer O'Donnell. Of course, the O'Donnell family, no strangers to success in the Irish Greyhound Derby final before. And Jennifer looks to continue her family's trend of winning Irish Greyhound Derbies. And of course, the Whatever You Like Syndicate, plenty of local owners involved in this one. The likes of Willie Hannon, we heard from him on the show last night, brother of the Shark. Fred Melzard, of course, from Stonyford. Jennifer's husband, John Mitchell, he comes from Bagnestown, County Carlow. He's a track bookie in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium. And lots of locally connected owners in this Greyhound Barn Warrior. Fantastic to see and very best to look to him. He has enormous early pace and should be out and gone at the trap rise. So if he stays on tonight, will well be in the mix for the gold medal. Trap six, Droopy's nice one. Well, nice one by name and nice one by nature. Finished on very strong last week. Owned by John Coleman and of course trained by Mert Lahey and all his team. It's our first Irish Greyhound Derby finalist, so best of luck to them as well. We heard from Mert on the show as well last night. Very exciting times for the kennel. So, Troopy's nice one. Has a strike rate of 10 wins from 24 starts. A really nice strike rate indeed. And has a big chance from the stripes of Trap 6. Is that big odds and is definitely worth a couple of bob each way in the final. So, best of luck to our local runners. As I said, 24 minutes past nine, it goes to post the 2022 Boyd Sports Irish Greyhound Derby final. Best of luck to all our locally connected Greyhounds in that one. Right before it, at five minutes past nine, we have the Michael Fortune Memorial Derby Plate final with Trap 5, Kildare, running for Moon Coin trainer Peter Cronin. He won last week in 29.47. He was a runner up in the English Greyhound Derby, a hugely talented Greyhound, and has a big chance for Moon Coin trainer. Peter Cronin. Tonight, right after that, we have the Boyle Sports Irish Greyhound Derby Consolation Final. And Gert Kelly Nestor, owned by Andrew Murray, who runs his greyhounds in the local Kilkenny track. He goes from Trap 5 in the Consolation Final. So the very, very best of luck to them. Live on Virgin Media from 9 o'clock. Make sure you tune in elsewhere. Last night, we had a magnificent card in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium. First off, with the Peter Meany Memorial novice semi-finals Romeo Atomic won the first one very very impressively here at a price of four to five favorite and he ran accordingly 28.69 the clock here for owner David Firmager and trainer Graham Holland Droopy Sean was back in second for Martin Costigan and Mert Lahey and emerges through to the final and Beaming Bulger was back in third for owner trainer Pauline Ryan so those three go through to the final next week in the second semi-final of the Peter Meany Memorial, novice sweeps that Kilgraney Mac took the honours here for the Buggy family, winning in 29-16. Glyn Quain Sid was back in second for Damien Cunningham and Liam Curley, and back in third was Beaming Cherio for owner-trainer Pauline Ryan. So those three go through to the final next week. It's going to be a cracker, the Peter Meany Memorial unraced sweepstick and 
Peter Mina, of course, was a fantastic servant and member of the Greyhound Racing Game and was a huge contributor to track successes in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium over the years. So fantastic to see his memory, competition in his memory in our local Kilkenny Greyhound track. Elsewhere last night, we had the Jag Building Services and Kilkenny Doba Goba A1 final, won by Deadly Showtime, taking home the €9,000 prize money. Fantastic prize money. And every month we are seeing these tremendous sweepstakes in Kilkenny Greyhound track. It's really fantastic to see. He won in 28.42 for the Blue Light Syndicate and trainer Carl Ramsbottom at a price of even money favourite. Back in second, taking home €3,000 was Blast Off Harry for owner Paul Hines and a man whose name has been mentioned many times in the show, trainer Paul Hennessy. Back in third was Rowler's Road for the Liars Club Syndicate. Fantastic name for a syndicate. I'd probably belong in the middle of them as well, the Liars Club syndicate and trainer Gary Walsh. So well done to them taking home in excess of €1,300. Euro. Last night in the Jag Building Services and Kilkenny Goba Derby A1 final. And thanks, of course, to Gavin O'Mahony for his wonderful sponsorship and Kilkenny Goba for their fantastic sponsorship of this competition. So very, very exciting times in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium. Next week, we look forward to the Peter Meany Memorial Novice Final next Friday night. And of course, in Shelburne Park tonight, lots of local runners in the Irish Greyhound Derby Final. Tune in from 9 o'clock on Virgin Meany and best of luck to all our local hopes. And that's been Scoreline Extra. You can catch the show live every weekend from 2 to 6. I've been Shane O'Keefe. Stay safe, stay sane. Remember, you're sound out.